So, of course, Trey and I have given our votes of confidence, and then we will get the overarching perspective around 535 today from Oliver Hodgkinson of College Football Network, who's slated to join us in a bit here in the fast lane. But a chance to get an update on everything from weather to mood to environment. The man that will be part of WSET's coverage all throughout the evening of New Mexico State at Liberty Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, joining us in the fast lane. Dave, we're grateful for your time. We hope you are well, and we hope, fingers crossed, that you'll be able to stay dry out there at Williams Stadium. What have George Flickinger and Will Stafford shared with you about how much you need in terms of layers and rain-protective gear to get through the night? You know, right now... The forecast is probably maybe a little drizzle here and there, but it sounds like, you know, the worst of it may be in our rearview mirror, and that's kind of what we're clinging on to right now, uh, you know, packing the rain gear. But as the night moves on, it's just going to be a sprinkle here and there, and uh, the temperature is going to be you know, reasonable, I think, for this time of year, probably looking into, like, the low to mid-40s. So, I mean, not as cold as it has been in the early part of the week. And I think that's all we can really ask for. Give us mostly dry, not super freezing cold. Let's play some football. We're ready to go. Yeah, and for the most part out there, when it's not been raining, uh, I'm going to knock on wood. I'm going to do my prayer hands and cross myself and everything else now. But that is not too much wind to make that cold feel a lot worse. That said, Dave, what advantage do the elements give a Liberty Flames team that is at the top of NCAA Division One FBS football in running the football and using that to mitigate elements. Yeah, you know, I think it really does give LU an advantage, not just because they're so good at running the ball, but it's because they have so many options to run the ball. The Flames' backfield is deep. You know, uh, n- not just Quentin Cooley, who's uh, lit the world on fire in the past couple weeks, but several other running backs. You've got Caden Salter, who can take off at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, when you go to the opposite side of the field, Diego Pavia, the New Mexico quarterback, is kind of everything on their offense. You know, he passes for a ton of yards. He's also their leading rusher at 800 yards, and nobody else is kind of close offensively rushing-wise. I think the nearest rusher is still 300 to 400 yards below your quarterback. And so that really makes it one of those things where, okay, like in the first game, you know, back in week three, you focus on their quarterback and you contain him. You really put them in a bad situation. And another thing is he is mistake prone. That's the other area where we've seen him have problems uh, in the games, in the early season games that they lost. And that's how Liberty was able to turn the tide back in week three. Remember New Mexico state scored. They got a Liberty turnover. They're marching down the field and LU, punched them in the mouth and was able to knock the ball loose a couple times, get some picks, and then shut him out in the second half. You know, So if you could force him to make some mistakes and contain his explosive plays, you set yourself up for uh, something really nice tonight. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, with us in the fast lane. Dave, um, we've touched on the Liberty ground game, and we'll get back to that in a moment. But the other interesting part to this game is a New Mexico State team that Liberty, they were able to have their way, especially in the second half of Week 2. How different are the Aggies now, though, from Week 2? Yeah, they're much different. They've been executing on a much higher level, and even in those games that Pavia has not, say, uh, put up the uh, the explosive stats that he's you know become used to throughout the season, uh, the defense has played at an incredible pace, uh, really holding Auburn to just 12 first downs for an entire game, going into Jacksonville State and taking a win out of them when they were 
when when they had been uh, flying through the second half of the season as well. The defense has much more confidence than they did in the early parts of the game. And then Pavia, as far as Pavia himself, he'll tell you in the early part of the season that he wasn't as focused as he was. He had a lot of hatred towards New Mexico, uh, you know, a place where he's from Albuquerque and had wanted to play originally. And so he said he kind of looked past some early season teams. How much I believe that remains to be seen. But at the same time, you know, he has certainly proven that when he is locked in, uh, there's few teams in Conference USA that are able to touch him. And on those off days uh, where he's not excelling, his defense has been able to pick up the pieces. So uh, they're playing at a much higher uh, clip. And credit to Jerry Keel, you know, this New Mexico program was just a couple of years ago near the bottom of uh, all of FBS football. And now they're playing for a conference championship tonight. Yeah, he's at them in the right direction. Last year, they made it to ball eligibility. Granted, they got a little assist from a Liberty team that uh, clearly was distracted in that regular season finale with the Hugh Freeze departure looming over that program. But they backed that up with a 10-win season this year. How much is Jerry Kill, and obviously fans in our area may be familiar with him because he was an assistant for Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech for a couple of years, but how much has Jerry Kill been the one that's really helped to stabilize this program and maybe provide the yin to the yang of the ever uh, ever excitable and ever emotional Diego Pavia at quarterback? Oh, yeah, he's been a tremendous force. And then you want, I mean, you brought up the Virginia Tech years, you know, and you look. He was only there for 2019, but you look at the time when he was there, he comes in as an assistant to Justin Fuente, and then suddenly Hendon Hooker becomes this big breakout quarterback that, and who the ACC just can't simply contain. You know, In that period of time he was there, I mean, he's a man who knows how to get the best out of his quarterbacks and out of his offense. And talk, talk about a stabilizing force. Like, you know, you can't begin to tell people how bad New Mexico State was just a couple of years ago, if they didn't, if they didn't see it, you know, this is a, a program nobody wanted to come to, unless you literally lived in New Mexico. You know, you just did not want to go to Las Cruces. And Jerry Keel has turned this in relatively short time into a program that you know now is gaining this attention, has some votes in the AP poll. They're not in it, but they are at least gaining some votes, uh, which is you know just an incredible turnaround over just a couple of years ago. The question is. Regardless of the result tonight, can New Mexico State afford to keep him? He's already mentioned that he has a possible offer to go somewhere else, and he's tied for last in salary in all Conference USA. And, yeah, uh, New Mexico State isn't a Liberty or someone else that's got maybe some deeper pockets. So uh, it might be his last ride tonight, but uh, you certainly can't uh, call into question the job that he has done while he has been in Las Cruces. No doubt about it, and it's a reason that a lot of folks believe that this is a matchup that will be close for a good chunk of this game. Game. Dave, how much do you believe that to be the case as well, that New Mexico State with Diego Pavia at quarterback and Jerry Kill at head coach can give the Liberty Flames a run for their money in spite of the fact that the Flames have had such a fantastic year, particularly running the ball? Yeah, you know, I, I still think this is going to be a tighter game. But as everybody knows, it is much harder to beat a team the second time around. You know, you've already taken a lot of their good shots. You know some of their best plays. This is a team that's going to come in very well scouted for this game, uh, especially with uh, Liberty having played UTEP just a week before. Uh, you know, not, uh, what, 45 minutes away from Las Cruces. So uh, there's no doubt that they've got plenty of film on Liberty and Caden Salter. And so they've, uh, they learned last time what worked and what didn't. You know, and even in the second half of the win back in week three, you know, Liberty didn't exactly light the world on fire offensively there either. Just uh, the defense was able to, 
to come up with uh, with some good stops on the Aggies as well. So uh, I would expect this to be a game at least until the third quarter. You know, this is not going to – if this is a blowout, I am uh, tremendously surprised. But, you know, certainly I'm not putting anything past <laughs> Coach Jimmy Chadwell and the Flames. They, they certainly have the capability of doing that. But this is going to be, I think, their hardest-fought win of the year. And uh, this is, they're, they're going to have to be ready for four full quarters. Dave, how do you see this game playing out in the end when uh, 10.30 or so rolls around and you're getting ready for the 11 o'clock news? What will be the topic of discussion? I think, frankly, I think Liberty's got too many weapons, and I think the defense is going to carry the day late in the game with several turnovers. I think Pavia is a tremendous quarterback and should be lauded for the numbers that he has. Slightly better when you compare him side-by-side, at least as far as production, to Caden Salter in almost 2,800 yards passing he's still within striking distance at about 800 yards rushing but he's mistake prone and if you throw him off his game like this defense has thrown other quarterbacks off their game I think by the second half he's going to be in a position where he's going to have to make some big passes and I think that's where the Liberty secondary turns up and runs out the clock with some great running and I think this is probably somewhere along the lines of like maybe a 34-24 type of game like a 10-point game but uh, the Flames there are able to run out the clock in the fourth and, and take a title. Dave Walls projecting optimism here in the fast lane. He'll be recapping it, of course, tonight on ABC 13 WSET, and he's at Dave Walls WSET on Twitter as well. Dave, shifting away from the matchup this evening to what will unfold tomorrow on the gridiron. First of all, do you consider it a blessing and maybe a little bit of a reprieve that you get to cover the William Byrd LCA game in our backyard as opposed to having to make one of the long trips like Salem all the way up toward Winchester or Alta Vista all the way over to Essex? You know, I'm I, I'm happy to be covering LCA. I think they've had a tremendous year and they're a fun team to watch. I'm I'm the kind of guy, Ed, you know, you know me long enough. I'd like to be at every game. <laughs> I, I don't like sitting at home and watching it on TV. So uh, I would love to see a very exciting Alta Vista team, you know, that has continually, I think, bucked expectations and, uh, conti- and continually grown as this year has gone along, you know. Uh, I remember going to training camp and talking to Matthew Deloach, and you know we were saying like, well, you know, what, what's the goal this year? What's the goal for improvement? You know, never coach will tell you we want to make the playoffs or whatever. And but uh, he was, you know, very stoked. He's like, the players got to believe first, and they've got to execute in practice before we can even start thinking about wins and losses. And to his credit, the players bought in from day one. Their practices have looked sharper. Uh, they've uh, been executing uh, extremely well. And even when they found themselves in a tough loss, they've learned from it and come back stronger. And then you look at a, a region title win against Sussex Central, that thing came down in the final seconds. And players stepping up who maybe uh, we haven't called before, it, it's been a complete team effort for Alta Vista. And they're fully capable of coming back and, uh, and winning and then going on to Salem next week to play for a Class 1 title. And But you mentioned LCA, William Byrd. LCA has continued to excel all year. The one question is, you know, this is a team that has been there and done that in the state rounds except for winning at all. Is this the team that's finally going to be able to do so? I think they're a little deeper offensively than we've seen the past few years. Not just Gideon Davidson and the tremendous job that he does, but we've seen a, a, a better passing game with receivers like Nestle Rott and Eli Castaneda. They've been putting up big yardage. William Byrd has continued to buck expectations, just like Alta Vista winning the first region title, and Brad Lutz's team has done a great job there. So I think that's honestly going to be the best matchup that we see um, 
you know, out of out of all these games tomorrow, uh, an LCA team that's expected to be there, a bird team that isn't, but has been knocking off top team after top team. So uh, we'll see which trend continues tomorrow. This will be fun tomorrow. Of course, it's also fun this evening. Dave Walls, ABC 13, WSET with us in the fast lane. Dave, a pleasure to speak with you. Hopefully we'll have plenty of teams to discuss with high school football teams in the state championship game, which is next weekend. Semifinals take place tomorrow. But Dave, stay dry out there. Fingers crossed that the rain holds off for you on the sideline and for us whenever we're down on the field for New Mexico State Liberty. In the meantime, thank you for joining us in the Fast Lane. Anytime, man. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. We'll talk to you soon. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return... Oliver Hodgkinson, a different view, an overview on New Mexico State at Liberty. The same questions we posed and some different ones, most notably the New Mexico State angle and Diego Pavia, the lift he has given that team. Those are topics, as well as can Liberty just ultimately bludgeon New Mexico State with ground game, that we will discuss next here in the Fast Lane. So stay tuned on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and, of course, Fast Lane Ed Lane, wherever you listen to podcasts, and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, Trey Law VT on Twitter and Insta as well.